Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you've had your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's, episode number thirty-eight. I do believe. Maybe. Something like that. Nah. Uh I am your host, Ezan. With me, as usual, is Dylan. <coughs> Week 16 is pretty much in the books, with the exception of the uh, game tonight. Tonight being it is Monday. Uh, we'll probably come back here on Wednesday, do another one. Um, got a lot to cover today. Probably going to bounce around a little bit. Um, but that's, you know, we don't really have a format. That's just kind of how we do things here. And started off, I guess, with the, the breaking news of the, the last hour or two, and that is the Washington football team has released Dwayne Haskins, the man that they drafted very high, if I'm not Last mistaken. Last year, yeah. First, he, I know he was a first-rounder. I just don't know how. 15th, okay. I believe. I believe he was 15th overall. And uh, that was, yeah, last year was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, he has started a few games today and hasn't looked good in really any of them. Nah. And then, of course, they get beat last week, and he goes out to the strip club, you said? Yep. And was photographed with no mask, which, given what's going on in the world and in the NFL, that's a big no-no. And they took his captain's C off his jersey, which mm-hmm. begs the question, how the fuck did he become captain? I don't know. Probably last year, like I, I've heard, that's a popular trend of the NFL where the coaching staff will give someone a C, even when the team doesn't necessarily see that that player as a captain. And he probably had it last year, and probably just carried over to this year. And Which, yeah. again, as a so, you saying they made him a captain as a rookie? God, if anything, even if you if you're gonna give it to somebody who's not playing, give it to Alex Smith. I mean, he's been around. He, you know, right. Um, so anyway, yeah, he's been cut, and I mean, it, it doesn't look like he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Granted, it's early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, new system, things like that can can work wonders for people, but. Um, as you have alluded to many times, and not just you, history. Um, Ohio State quarterbacks don't, they just don't do much in the NFL, regardless of how talented they appear to be in college. Right. Go all the way back to Arch Schleister. Yeah. I mean, and Haskins in his, albeit small resume, has not shown anything that, that would show that he's a NFL caliber starting quarterback. And, yeah, sure, he's young. But then look at other guys like Kyler Murray, um, Lamar Jackson, 
Baker Mayfield even, sort of. I mean, he's well, I mean, he's st- he's still there. miles still, ahead still of young. Haskins, yeah. Um, uh, that Tua, you know, Herbert. Still, yeah, Herbert was a rookie this year, and yeah, he's so, blown it up. And, and he hasn't shown anything. Will a team sign him? Sure. Yeah, yeah, he'll get a shot somewhere. Um, I don't know that necessarily anybody will sign him this year. No, I don't think so. You know, going into playoff time, I mean, there's only one one game left, unless there is an injury. But at this point, you know, what do you what are you gonna do? It's, you're not gonna pick this guy up off the street and put him into a playoff game unless there's just an absolute train wreck in your your quarterback roster. Right. Um. The uh, what was the other? Was there anything else? Football wise, I don't think so. Um, one thing I did want to touch on and uh, kind of hit me pretty hard, and that was the death of Kevin Green. Yeah. Um, while I have been a Steeler fan my, pretty much my whole life, there was a, a, a time in there where it wasn't very fun to be a Steelers fan. Yeah. And <laughs> magical time called the 80s. The, the last few year or few months or ah, the last few weeks is what I've been trying to say is kind of reminded me of that time. But yeah, back in the 80s, um, after Terry Bradshaw left and we just kept plugging in quarterback after quarterback and none of them were doing very well from Bubby Brister to well, Cliff Stout, uh, David Woodley, um, Kent Graham. Uh, Mike Tomzak. I mean, we did have a little bit of success with Cordell, but anyway, primarily through the the late mid to late eighties and early nineties, um, it was not fun to be a Steeler fan because they sucked. And on top of all that, me being the old fuck that I am, this was long before uh, Directv and ESPN, for that matter, and everything. Sure. And your TV coverage was very very limited. I don't know why, I don't know how, but for some reason, I, 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 I wouldn't say fell in love, but became fond of, fond of, enamored with another team. Maybe it was the, the uniforms look cool, or because they were a decent team, they got more television coverage, being from where they were from. I, I don't know. I can't explain why, but I, I can tell you, well, one of the reasons why was this man named Kevin Green. Mm-hmm. And he looked like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Long blonde hair, the mustache. He was an outside linebacker, and I loved the way he played. And then, So I would watch him, but then I also, I liked Jim Everett. Mm-hmm. Jim, don't call me Chris. Yeah. yeah. Um, Flipper Anderson. Henry Ellard, um, Walt, not Walter Amber Crombie. He was a stealer. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it was before the, the Rams is who you're talking about. Yes. Right? The Los okay. Angeles Rams. Yeah, you're taking a long way to get there, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams, Kevin green. And, and I would, I guess it's probably because of Kevin green and the Hulk Hogan look that I, sure. I started following him. And, but I did like Jim Everett, and like I said, they were fun to watch. Plus, they were from L.A., so they got more uh, media coverage because back then, networks, wherever the big markets were, mm-hmm. that's who they were going to show because they wanted ratings. 
And on top of that, like I said, Pittsburgh sucked. So we never got to see them on TV here unless they were on like Monday Night Football, which they weren't because they weren't a very good team. The Rams were. The Rams were always in contention. Even though they were getting beat down by San Francisco, mm-hmm. they were still there, you know. And and so they were my second team, but they were being they were successful, so I probably followed them as much or more than the Steelers at the time because there was no reason to like the Steelers. So like I, I watched the game on I'll, I'll never forget it. I was living in Florida. It was I was staying up past my bedtime. It was Monday night football. I watched the um, Rams and the New Orleans Saints, and the significance of that game was Willie Flipper Anderson. I can't remember exactly how many balls he caught, but I can tell you that he caught 336 yards worth worth of Ooh. passes, including the overtime bomb that he caught for a touchdown. And when he caught it, as he crossed the goal line, he just kept going. Hmm. And, and ran through the tunnel and, and went to the locker room. Like, no, you know, that was to me the, the greatest celebration ever. Yeah. You just caught it. I'm gone. Anyway. So when fast forward to Bill Cower takes over and Dom capers, you know, started to basically fine tune that fire blitz scheme, the, the zone blitz that uh, became so popular that Dick LeBeau actually, kind of came up with but at the time dom capers was the man running the defense of course we now know dick lebeau came to pittsburgh shortly thereafter but anyway he's the one that that made that defense work so well you had kevin green on one side and and i just remember being fucking ecstatic when they got kevin green Mm because here's my favorite player in the nfl right now Mm -hmm. now coming to my favorite team Right. And a time when we've just switched coaches and it, you know, it looks like things are, are looking up for, mm-hmm. for steel city. And, and they were, you know, uh, Cowers first season, he went 11 and five, went to the playoffs and we lost to the fucking bills. But anyway, that was when, you know, you started to see something special happening and you had Greg Lloyd, Kevin green, Chad Brown, LeVon Kirkland, that defense was pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it always struck me as interesting that Kevin Green was only a Steeler for three seasons. And this was like when free agency was still pretty new. So he was there for three years and, and went to Carolina. And then he went to San Francisco after that. But when he went to the Hall of Fame a few years ago, you would have thought he played his entire career in Pittsburgh. Hmm. Like he thanked his other teammates and teams and coaches and stuff. Hmm. But he went in and he'll, he even said it. He was a, once a stealer, always a stealer. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the fans or whatever, but he, you know, if you ask him anything about his playing days, he would always start with playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Did you ever watch his, uh, a football life? I have not yet. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I believe it's on YouTube. You can check it out. Um, he says something pretty interesting that, cause you know, after playing day was up, he became a coach. He was the, outside linebackers coach for the Packers when they beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And he actually said, you know, it was kind of bittersweet winning. You know, I finally won a Super Bowl, but it was against the Steelers. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay. No, like if you go and watch his um, Hall of Fame speech, I mean, it's mostly Steelers mm. talking about, you know, how the great times he had. 
And if you didn't know any better, like I said, you would think he had been there his entire career. Yeah. But it was just three short seasons. Yeah. He, well, another reason to watch that, too. He kind of expands on that in his a football life, talking about how he loves Steeler Nation and yeah. everything. And Yeah. So. yeah he, was, he was a badass. And, you know, 58 years old. Wow. Yeah. But uh, as good as some of these outside pass rushers and stuff are today, mm. I mean, Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green in their prime were – I don't know that there was a better duo. LT and Carl Banks, maybe. Mm. But as far as just flat-out intimidating and, you know, those two, Greg Lloyd and Kevin Green, Carl Banks was, was great, but he wasn't much – of a pass rusher. He was more of a utility guy. Mm -hmm. He did rush the pass from time to time and get a considerable amount of sacks, but he didn't have to because he had LT, but Kevin green and Greg Lloyd. I mean, that's basically all they did. They Mm. would drop the coverage every now and then, but very rarely, usually they're coming Mm -hmm. green, almost always rushed. Lloyd was kind of the, sometimes he'd rush, but, Mm. but still those two, man, Jesus, they, they, Quispin Quake, they called him the do the QB shake. Quispin Quake. Yeah, I, I don't. It was a serial thing, but okay. Yeah, the quivering quake. I'm sorry, quivering quake, okay. not Quispin Quake. Wow. Am I talking to fucking Elmer Fudd here? Quispin yeah, Quake. There's a serial called Quispin Quake. Okay. There is. All but right. they were quivering quake. Do the, do the QB shake. Used to be uh, signs up and okay. Three River Stadium and everything, but. So, yeah, that was kind of a sad day, and to honor his memory, um, the Steelers went out that night and <laughs> just absolutely fucking sucked Yeah, against the fucking Bengals. And people can say, oh, you know, they lost to the Bengals. They didn't play any worse than they played the previous three weeks. Yeah. Really. I mean, it was the same, the same performance, um, both in the win against Baltimore, then the loss to Washington, the loss to Buffalo, the loss to Cincinnati. I saw the same team. Yeah. I gave up on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I was I, I wrote them off for this year, and they're done. I just – I I got no more for them. You know, that the Colts game proved it until about halfway through the third quarter, and they pulled me right back in. <laughs> just when I'm out, they pull me back in. Right. So, yeah, we're going to jump into that. Yeah. yeah. I am um, t- honestly, I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I turned the game off. Was it at the failed fourth down near the Before. goal line? Oh no, shit! Okay. I I turned it off at twenty-one to seven. Okay, because I saw nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you did. I was it. at work. Yeah, I was at work. It was bad. I mean, the first pass, Ben was it was grossly underthrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. First pass was a, a, a slant to Deontay. Should have caught it. I don't know that I would necessarily call it a drop. Should have caught it. Didn't. Then the next pass, short slant. Should have not should have caught it. Just didn't. Hmm. Then third down, it was it was a comeback, and it looked like Ben threw it left-handed. <laughs> and that was uh, three and out, 11 seconds off the clock. Yeah. It was bad. Hmm. And then subsequently, it just kept getting worse, and – it was it was twenty or fourteen to nothing, and then we got the T.J. Watt strip sack. We get down to the two yard line on the return, and it still took three tries to get it in before James Conner finally punched it in. So it was twenty one to seven, but it, 
I still, I just, yeah, they, they, the offense looked like they just had no heart and I, I turned it off. Mm. Now, granted, I was kind of watching the game cast on ESPN sure. just to see it. And then I saw what you said at the, in the third quarter, when they get down fucking two yard line, four tries, can't get it in. I thought they're done. Yeah. Then I looked over and it was twenty four to fourteen. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. You know, it's aberration. Right. Then it was twenty four twenty one. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. It... I'm in. Yeah. So I flipped it back over and uh yeah, it, it got a little dicey there. Um but once I went back and, and I did rewatch the second half, mm-hmm. it really was a different team. Mm-hmm. They were throwing the ball downfield, and yeah. holy shit. You know what happens when they throw the ball downfield? It fucking works. Yeah. And the interesting part was in that first drive in the third quarter, the one where they actually marched right down the field. There were He went not necessarily deep, but intermediate, deeper than five yards. Yeah. And he threw him, got, got him right down to the two-yard line. Then, of course, they sucked and couldn't get in. But on the very next possession... Mm-hmm. Actually, that not that possession, because they punted, held them. They got a good return and got to the 39-yard line, first and 10. Yeah. And what does he do? Just throws a fucking Picasso of a pass to Deontay Johnson yeah. for the touchdown. Deep ball, all in the air, touchdown. Hmm. Three and out, we get the ball back. Guess what happens? They dink and duck down the field. Mm-hmm. To score another touchdown. Yeah. You know why they dink and dunk down the field? Because everyone was Because back. the fucking safeties played back. Imagine that. Yeah. If there's a threat of a deep ball, they're not going to be at the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been saying this whole time is you have no running game. And uh, Alejandro Villanueva, I don't know what the fuck your problem is, but get it together. He got his ass kicked, especially in the run game. Yeah. And he's been pretty solid and mm. not, not this week. He got fucking dominated. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, even the run game will open up a little bit. If you have taken the top off of the defense a little bit, yeah. where they have to worry about that and the play action and it's, it's not rocket science. And I don't know how much truth there is to it, but, um, somebody, one of the receivers was basically saying that Ben was, kind of just calling his own shit mm. in the huddle, like plays that they haven't run all year stuff that he remembered over the years. I, I don't know if there's any truth to that. Probably not. Um, and, and I can't tell you for certain, cause this is third hand information that a receiver said this. So I don't know. I do know that he, him and Pouncey mm-hmm. gave a little halftime speech and they haven't really said what they're said. Ben, ben says that he just told him to go out and have fun. I got to imagine there was probably a little more fire behind yeah. it. Yeah. Especially if Pouncey was involved because Pouncey's kind of quiet, but this is also the guy that was ready to kill Miles Garrett over, you know, last year. And that wasn't even Ben. That was fucking Mason. Rudolph. Right. So I, I got to imagine. And th- they had the players only meeting this week. Right. The, the dreaded players only meeting. Yeah. To where, and, and Ben even said it wasn't about, 
you know, it was just trying to get the guys focused and ready for the playoffs. Where I don't buy that. No, I think there was some shit said, and I think that when they came out flat after having the players only me, and they came out flat, I think Ben's speech was like, "Were you fucking not paying attention yeah. to what we talked about on Tuesday?" Because it did. It looked night and day on offense, like at different teams. Defense still played lights out the way they've been playing. I mean, granted, a few plays here and there, but when you're doubled up on time of possession, your defense is going to slip up. Yeah. And, and they they stepped it up big the way they have all year in clutch situations. Twice, in fact. Um, Hilton had an interception that, act, that was good, and Nelson – had a pick that should have ended the game, but they called pass interference and eh, it was dicey. I mean, they were, yeah, they were, they were both bumping each other. Mm-hmm. I could see it being called, but I could also see it not being called either way. It doesn't matter. Cause we fucking pulled it out and got the victory and I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. If, if that's the team that's going to show up, yeah, they can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. First half or last three games show up. We ain't beating nobody. We ain't beating nobody. Yeah, we wouldn't beat the talent without question is there. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. They have the talent to beat any team in the NFL right now. It's whether or not they they put it all together and game plan differently than they have in the previous three weeks. Because this dink and dunk shit isn't going to work unless you mix in some other shit with it. Some deep balls, some runs, things like that. Right. You know, trying to get down the field, running nothing but two and five yard slants and crossing routes isn't going to happen because teams are going to sit on it, and, and you're fucking done. So anyway, that's a, and spoiler alert in case you haven't figured it out, and I'm sure you already have. We held on. We win 28-21, clinched the NFC North, AFC North, sorry, and uh, locked into no less than a three seed, maybe a two, depending on what happens tonight next week. But um, now we'll go ahead and uh, just... question while yeah. we're still on the Steeler game. We got to bench some starters next week, don't we? I mean, we haven't had a proper bye week. I I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. Um. Because, again, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. as, as far because there's no home field advantage. We've talked about that. All right. Now, would I like to be the two seed? Sure. But it isn't absolutely vital, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Right. To me, I think it's a no-brainer. I think you ha- because the team didn't have a yeah, proper bye week, I, I you think, have to rest people. I think I probably would. Yeah. Um, at the expense of, of allowing Cleveland into the playoffs. Oh, well. Yeah. The only thing I have to say against that is divisional opponents are tough to beat. You know, three times or or even well, it wouldn't be know. three times; it'd be two, probably. True, because they'll probably lose. But then, uh, yeah. But again, given the season, the way things have gone with everything, yeah, I, I I'll take the loss. Yeah, you know, rest the guys, get them healthy. If in fact Ben's got a knee issue, the way that was. The reports all popped up that he hyperextended it back in week thirteen or whatever. Then yeah, give give them the, give them off. You know, right. let the Browns into the playoffs because they're probably gonna fucking lose anyway. Right. Um, although that how funny would that be though? Because they were talking so much shit 
and Mason few, Rudolph beats few, the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you know, everybody was all on the Browns bandwagon. They had won their ninth game or whatever. And the Steelers were exposed and they left the door open and then they go and lose to the Jets. <laughs> Which we'll get to in just a second. We're going right. to go run down the whole list. Um, well, before we do that, uh, tonight, because we didn't really do a preview of the week, but tonight we got the Bills and the Patriots. As as much as I'd like to see the Patriots win just for seeding and, and give us hope for a two seed, just in case. Here's the reason why I want the two seed. Mm-hmm. Casey has not looked good mm-hmm. as of late. Sure. And there are a lot of teams in the AFC that can knock them off. Mm-hmm. Teams... I was on the I was on board with Tennessee, but I don't think I really am because their defense isn't isn't good enough. No, but they can control the ball with Derrick Henry. Casey's not very good at stopping the run, mm-hmm. so Tennessee's got an outside shot. Buffalo, if they're the two seed, mm-hmm. they're not going to see Casey. We are okay, you know, because they'll be just the way the seedings work. They wouldn't meet them until the AFC title game, so it's going to be either be us or them. But Baltimore could give KC a bit of fits, depending on which Lamar Jackson shows up. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if he- healthy and they have the receivers, Cleveland can give KC fits. Yeah. And I think we can, too. Mm-hmm. We don't run the ball quite as well, but KC's defense is susceptible. And so the point I'm getting at is, is if we're in that two seed mm-hmm. and KC would happen to get knocked off in the divisional playoffs, depending on who they play, then, then we're home. We ain't got to travel. But right. either way, it's still, there is no home field advantage. So regardless, I'd like to see the Bills or the Patriots win tonight for that reason and that reason alone. But it, look, Buffalo looks like they're peaking right now. Yeah. And, and they're going to be a tough out. And the Patriots, not even sure Cam Newton's going to play this game. Um, I don't know. So, but yeah, the, the Bills are probably going to win. Yeah. Um, we didn't watch much of the game on Christmas. I mean, hell, you guys didn't even know there was a game until like the second quarter when I mentioned it. I watched um a lot of the second half. Oh, when you got home, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Friday, Christmas Day, which again, like he said, we didn't even realize there was a game. Uh, the Vikings and the Saints, and uh, Alvin Kamara went off. Yeah. He only had, well, I say only, but 155 yards rushing, but six touchdowns ties an NFL record that was set back in 1929. Damn. And not in my league, fantasy league, but in the other league that I'm in, Mm -hmm. the the person that had Kamara Mm -hmm. lost. Still got beat. Wow. Yeah. That's shameful. But the person he was going up against had Mike Evans who had a monster game on Saturday. Mm. Uh, he had like two or three players that put up 35 to 45 points each. And I mean, what the other guy had nothing Kamara. else. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty much over, but yeah. Mm. Uh, Saints breeze looked pretty solid. 311 yards. He did have two, two picks, but when you got a guy named Alvin Kamara running for 160 yards and six touchdowns, you don't need to be your sharpest, but it looks like Breeze at least looked better than he looked the previous week. Right. Vikings gave him hell, but uh, once they got down a couple scores, it just they couldn't couldn't keep track and they couldn't stop Kamara. 
So, yeah, Saints big winners over the Vikings. And if there was any doubt before, yeah, Vikings are that officially eliminated them. Yeah. I know they were already pretty much done with the loss to the Bears. And then Saturday came along. We had four games there. Tom Brady decided to take the second half off. And why wouldn't he? Because he threw for 350 <laughs> yards and four touchdowns in the first half. Did you see Ryan Leaf's tweet? Yeah. Okay. But, I will share it with the audience. Yes. Okay. Uh, Ryan Leaf tweeted, so Tom Brady is just a, a little over a year younger than me. He was on the op- opposite sideline versus me in my final college football game. He just threw four touchdowns in the first half of his, of his 20th season. I strained my calf warming up for my hike this morning. Hashtag goat. Hashtag would watch him if he were 50. Yeah. yeah. I didn't see that. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, but fuck Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, they're... I don't know if they're, they're they're truly getting their shit together, but it certainly looks like it. Um, Gronk is starting to look really solid. AB is being used a little bit more. Mike Evans is still Mike Evans. It was the Lions, though. And, so. and you're right. It was the Lions, and Stafford didn't last very long. No. Um, all the injuries and stuff, they finally pulled him. Uh, Mike Evans, 10 catches, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Antonio had a touchdown. Gronk had a touchdown. And then they put in their backup and didn't really Coasted. do much yeah. uh, after that, but didn't need to because they were kicking the shit out of them. Uh, then the 49ers and Cardinals. And again, I can't figure out who this Cardinal team is, and they can't either. But Jeff Wilson ran all over them for 183 yards. Um, Kyler Murray, a decent game through the air, but... Again, they, they couldn't get points on the board. And now they're sitting at 8-7, and seven, and on the outside looking in, <coughs> which we'll get to the some of those scenarios here in a little bit. Uh, then the nightcap, Dolphins and Raiders. I've, I can't remember seeing a game end the way that one did. Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like, there were, I think, four... Four lead changes, I think, in the last, like, four minutes. Jesus. Yeah, it was literally yeah. the, the Raiders were up, and then the Dolphins scored, and then the Raiders scored, and then the Dolphins scored, mm. and then the Raiders scored. With 19 <laughs> seconds left, you thought, that's eh, probably over, but Fitz Magic yeah. gets them in field goal range, and they kick a, I think it was a 44-yarder as time expired, and mm. the Dolphins win that, officially knocking the Raiders out and, and moving them up now. The Dolphins, that is, to the five seed hmm. and uh looking yeah pretty good now the question is do you go back to Tua hmm I don't know I, I yeah I I don't think I do I mean it's playoff time yeah you're not going to be able to put Fitz in against these top-notch defenses in the playoffs I mean Tua just, no, fits. Mm. If you have Tua and he starts off shitty, oh, sure, sure, and sure. you get down a two, three scores, mm-hmm. Fitz couldn't bail you out. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, depending on who you're playing against, but you're gonna face some pretty decent defenses. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I might, I might start Fitz this last game and, and just see how he does. And uh, it's a tough call because you don't want to fuck with Tua's confidence either. But you, you gotta. Got to make up your mind. Get get the ship right. Right. 
Uh, moving on to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Chiefs did not look good at all. Uh, they only managed 17 points. Seven in the first half, ten in the fourth quarter it took them to actually win the game against the Falcons. The Falcons of all fucking teams. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they regardless, they do get the win. They clinch that first round by in the number one overall seed. And then we had the aforementioned Browns and the Jets. Now, I'll give a little bit of credit where credit is due. The Browns were without their top four wide receivers. Yeah, that, that is a huge factor. That's a, that's a tough call for anybody. It's still the Jets. and They're still a pro team. Yeah. They're st- and the Browns have probably the best one-two running back punch in the NFL. Yeah. And they still they couldn't get anything going. Mm-hmm. Frank Gore with 48 yards was the leading rusher in that game. Wow. And he's also now the third le- leading rusher in league history. Well, I guess he has been, but he's he joined Walter and uh, Smith as only running backs with 16,000 yards. So, yeah, I mean, fuck, I hope so. He's, I think he played with Walter. <laughs> Seems that way, anyway. Right. Um, but all of that being said, it still came down to fourth and one. Uh, where were they? The twenty-ish, somewhere around. Something there? like that. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, you get a first down and, and you're driving. If they get that first down, they're probably going to win. Maybe, maybe not, but it, it was looking pretty good. They were looking strong. Mm-hmm. And Baker fumbles the ball right into the hands of Lamar or, or Leonard Kareem. Williams. Was that who it was? No, I think it was, it was Kareem Hunt. Oh, okay. Uh, he's 27, right? The other one's 24. Yeah. Chubb. Chubb's yeah. 24. Yeah, Hunt's oh. 27. Right into to Hunt's hands, who falls forward for a couple yards, you know, first down. Eh-eh. There's a rule in the NFL that states in the final whatever minutes. Two minutes. Yeah, of the game, the offense fumbles the ball. The only person that can advance said fumble is the fumbler, which means while Cleveland recovered the ball, they only get the ball where the fumble happened. Mm-hmm. And the fumble happened. Short of the line to gain, Jets ball, Jets win. Yeah. And that, on top of the Steeler victory against the Colts, sealed the AFC North for Pittsburgh, although uh, they won, so they had it anyway, but it just it was doubly sweet because yeah. the Browns lost. Right. But what it did was it now went from the Browns could have clinched a playoff spot with mm. that 11th victory. Mm-hmm. No, now they have to win. Mm. Or other teams have to lose, which, again, I'll get into that in a little bit. But they, they kind of had their destiny in their, their hands, and they literally dropped it. Yeah. Losing to a one-win Jets team when you need to win to go to the playoffs is like the most Browns thing ever. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a bad look for sure. And I guess the Jets figured, fuck it, we already – Blew it in the whole Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, so yeah. we might as well win another game because the next, I think the number three team draft order is sitting at four wins. Yeah. So, uh, being two and fifteen or two and fourteen isn't going to hurt or help their draft stock or mm-hmm. draft position. Uh, then we had Chicago beating the hell out of the Jaguars, and 
Jags played them tough in the first half. But. Yeah, it, it. I mean, it, it was a close game. It was thirteen to ten at halftime. Uh, you thought, oh man, the, the Bears are back, but then they had just exploded in the third quarter, uh, twenty-one points, and ran away with it, forty-one seventeen. And because the Cardinals shit the bed against San Francisco, the Bears now sit in control of their own destiny at eight and seven currently all they got to do is win next week and they're in you know who they play next week who green bay oh green bay is probably going to need they need that win too don't they yeah green bay and new orleans are still pretty much uh neck and neck for the one seed yeah yeah Hmm. green bay has it because they beat new orleans right but should new orleans win next week green bay has to win Mm, okay Sorry, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not going to the playoffs. Probably not. Uh, moving on. Ravens have now won four in a row. Their last loss coming uh, in the COVID Bowl. Yeah. Uh, back on what was supposed to be Thanksgiving. So everybody's kind of jumping on their bandwagon about how great they've looked. They have, but they've also played the Jaguars, the Giants, um, who else was it? Uh, they've played four really bad teams. Mm-hmm. Texans might have been one of them. Maybe, I yeah. think. They, yeah. They've played four bad teams. And they're doing what you're supposed to do against bad teams, which is win. And But come playoff time, which Lamar Jackson are we going to see? Because he's not played well on the big stage. So No. Yeah. And, and they, the Baltimore has... Uh, put themselves also in a very good position. They are sitting in the sixth seed right now with uh, Cleveland currently sitting in the seventh seed. Uh, the Bengals-Colts, two teams with really nothing to play for, but they did it anyway. Looked like it was a pretty good game, 37-31. Uh, Bengals get the win. Uh, the highlight of that game was actually the post-game when J.J. Watt – Yes. Came out, and if you have not watched it, it's all over Twitter and everything. Had his little speech about he, you know, basically what he said was, look, if you don't want to be here, if you're not here to win, then get the hell out of here because he's tired of having to look these fans in the eyes when they're putting a shit product on the field. Yeah. You know, and he literally said, we get paid a lot of money to do, to play a game. Yeah. Which is basically what all of us at home say week week after week like you you play a fucking game you get paid too much and jj watts like yep yeah we do so that's the reason why if you're gonna be here you better bust your ass right and totally get it i I love it you know there were probably guys you know that play in the nfl like shut the fuck up right that's the way it is the way it should be yeah you get paid that much money the least you could do is try. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're getting paid. Put in the extra work. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're getting paid millions of dollars. And like JJ said, there are, you know, people like us that invest their time and money and shit into these teams. Hopes and dreams. Yeah. yeah. And we live and die on Sundays. The least you could do if you're one of the players, I don't know, put in a little fucking effort. Right. You know, try and be better. That's basically what he was saying. So kudos, JJ. Yeah. 
I can't wait till Houston cuts you and you come and play with Pittsburgh. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. I I love me some JJ Watt. I do too. He, I mean, he's my the way you're talking about Kevin Green, he might I think he is my favorite player in the league that's not a Steeler. Yeah. Yeah, no, I would love JJ Watt. I mean, I don't know where you would put him, maybe if you run him on a rotation, because mm-hmm. I like to it and Cam Hayward are monsters too. But if you could rotate in JJ Watt on one of those defensive ends, Fuck yeah. could you imagine when healthy, you're an offensive lineman, you know, playing on the right side, and you got TJ Watt there, and then his fucking brother checks in and gets <laughs> yeah. down right next to him? Come, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Pray. Yeah. I mean, that would make it happen, Rooney. Make it fucking happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moving on, Broncos Chargers again. Uh, game that's kind of ho hum, no playoff implications, but the Chargers pull it out, nineteen to sixteen. Um, Justin Herbert set the record for pat rookie pass pass passing touchdowns thrown by a rookie. Jesus Christ! So yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, and, and at at this point, I think a lock for a rookie of the year. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Um, like I said, the only other person in contention at this point would be Justin Jefferson because Chase Claypool is uh, – I wouldn't even say he's fallen off. They've kind of – Hasn't had the opportunities yeah, yet. Yeah, they, he hasn't played that much. He did get um, a lot of looks in the second half, Chase Claypool. He had a touchdown. And, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Oh, was that a two-point conversion? Are you sure? I thought he. I thought that quick pass, like – no, the the touchdown scores. You're talking about this? Yeah. Yesterday? Yeah. No, Connor ran one in. Uh, Deontay had Deontay the bomb. caught one. Ebron caught a five yarder, and Juju. Oh, okay. Come yeah. on then. Claypool caught. He had four four catches all in the second half. Okay, my bad. Uh, but point being, they aren't using him nearly as much. Sure. Anyway, the original point is, Justin Herbert's going to win the rookie of the year unless people are fucking stupid. Right. Uh, and speaking of players of the year at this point, if TJ Watt doesn't win defensive player of the year, people are fucking stupid because right. he leads the league in the sacks, uh, tackles for loss, QB hits. I, mean, I don't know what more you want. Yeah. You know, the, he's just been fucking everywhere. Uh, moving on Panthers and the, uh, Washington football team. Like we talked about before, Dwayne Haskins benched and now cut but uh yeah panthers win that one 20 to 13 alex smith still not ready to come back with that calf injury i'm gonna assume he is now <laughs> that's probably why they cut would, askins yeah, yeah yeah i would say that they're uh <laughs> gonna do whatever it takes to get his ass back on the field because they're now in a in a dog fight for the division did you see uh panthers did something pretty cool because of course they're playing against their former coach ron rivera and ron rivera got just beat cancer, and I think they wore shirts or something like Rivera Strong or something. Oh, nice. To honor themselves. Right That's cool. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. Eagles, Cowboys. Jalen Hurts wasn't horrible, mm-hmm. at least not as, as much as Wentz had been, but they still couldn't get much going. Cowboys um, just walked all over them. And, and I mean they're right there now. They're they're tied with Washington. It basically is going to come down to what happens next week. Yeah, Eagles are out of it officially. Yep. At four ten and one, it's kind of weird that 
they're just now out of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it took till week 16 for them to be eliminated because if they'd have won that game, they would have still had a outside chance. But, yeah, they're done. Uh, then we had Rams and Seahawks. And Jared Goff got hurt. Didn't really matter. Seahawks pretty much handled most of that game. Did um, you see the clip of Goff just very casually popping his dislocated I, thumb back in? I, I did not. But yeah. Yeah, there's his status for next week is in doubt. Yeah. Um, I, was it his throwing hand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can't imagine where you could play after I, breaking. They, I read it was broken and dislocated. Okay. And they're saying, we don't know if he's going to play next week. How would he? Fucking kidding me? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's. I don't know how the hell you could, especially if it's on your throwing hand. I mean, the literally the most important fucking finger on your hand when throwing a football is your thumb. Yeah. I just. I don't know. If he can, then he's a fucking better man than me because mm. I don't even want to pick up a football. If my hand hurts, let alone try and throw it forty yards on the yeah. rope. No shit. Uh, then the late game, the Packers and the Titans I in the fucking blizzard. I thought it was going to be a Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones grind it out game. Aaron Rodgers is like, fuck you. I'm going to throw it all over the fucking field, including three times to Devontae Adams, who has, what, 16 receptions on the year, touchdown receptions on the year? I'm not sure. And, not enough for me to win, get into the playoffs in fantasy, but. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, Packers just all over Tennessee. They got up on them early and and never really looked back. It was nineteen to nothing at one point. I I wasn't paying attention because I'm in the consolation bracket. But yeah, he got me forty three points. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I think you're you're in pretty good shape there in the what seventh place game. Ninth. Ninth place game. Yeah. There you go. Um, he probably doesn't listen, but shout out to uh, our, our cousin actually Trent, who looks like has got the. Uh, the old gridiron fantasy football league title locked up. He uh, he knocked out the the Patriots of of our league, which is my brother, <laughs> and then he knocked out the defending champion of the league, which was me. <laughs> and then then now in the championship, he's playing the the champion before me, Cowboy, right. and uh, kicking the shit out of him really. So, right on. Uh, kudos to him. I am still alive in my other league. I've got that one locked up, so I will be in the uh, fantasy football championship of Cowboys League. Actually, oh, okay. Um, although I'm going up against just a fucking juggernaut that put up like 200 points this week. Mm. He's he's the team that beat the team with Alvin Kamara. Oh wow! Yeah, he's loaded. Hmm. Fucking cheater. So. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that wraps up week number 16. 17 is coming up, which I think we'll probably devote that to Wednesday's show. Yeah, it's a good idea. For the most part. Uh, We've talked a lot of football so far. Yeah, we'll talk playoff scenarios and and kind of preview the uh, who's playing what. And ESPN's got their playoff machine up. I didn't even realize that. We'll get into that more too. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, oh, that was one of the things which we talked about. Still on the whole football thing. 
What's that? The the fact that Matthew Stafford has started 166 games in his NFL career, mm-hmm. and he's had a hundred yard rusher in 11 of those. <sighs> that is that, unreal. Yeah. And if you look, I mean, Matt Stafford is always in in the top of the just in fantasy top of the the league when it comes to to scoring. Mm-hmm. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. And he's been on shitty teams. Mm-hmm. He either has no defense or he has no running game. You know, he's always got decent receivers and and he makes them. Like I I've been killing it. One of the reasons why I actually made it as far as I did in fantasy football this year was because of Marvin Jones Jr., mm-hmm. who was okay and then he got to Detroit with Matt Stafford and he's lighting it up. I have a crazy stat about him. Um, in his entire cur- Marvin Jones Jr.'s entire career, I can't remember how many touches he's had, a couple hundred, something like that, and all the games he's played. He has not fumbled the ball one time. I'll, I target him yeah. and, and have targeted him for like the last four or five years. I don't always get him, mm-hmm. but I try because he's one of those guys that quietly mm-hmm. will catch. A, he catches just about everything thrown at him. But he'll quietly get you eight to twelve touchdowns every year. Yeah, you know he's not going to lead your league or lead your sure. your even your team for that matter. But as a wide receiver two or three, mm-hmm. who like I said, somehow gets overlooked every year. Yeah, you know he it's always a late round that that you get him, but he consistently puts up wide receiver two numbers all year every year. I've I've had him. I think I've had him three out of the last five years, and he's consistent. He's probably one of the more consistent players. He's just, you know, like I said, he's he's not he's not great, but he's really good all the time. Yeah, a great number two, basically. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and meanwhile, I had Julio Jones this year who sucked a dick. Yeah, you know, couldn't couldn't get on the field. Just look at this season. The guys that, you know, your typical first couple rounds that haven't done anything this year. Yeah. I.e. Christian fucking McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones. Right. Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's a lot of those guys that for some, well, for many reasons, most of them being injuries, just completely fell off and it's like a new crop has stepped up. Um Dalvin Cook looks like he's going to be a stud, but he's kind of showing an injury bug. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would be kind of careful with him. Yeah. Um, Receiver-wise this year, Mike Evans kind of had a pretty solid year, but Robbie Anderson, there, there, you didn't have that just unbelievable you know, year out of anybody. Yeah. Stephon Diggs. I was hoping Hopkins could be that for me, but... Yeah, I mean, and he's, he's had a very solid. good year. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's been good. He's been consistent, um, but nobody, you know. And of course, we're coming off of a season last year where Michael Thomas caught 150 balls. Yeah, who would? I don't even know if he caught 70 this year with all the injuries and everything. Right. Probably not because he's missed a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but anyway, yeah, that uh, like I said, I just I looked at my Twitter. I retweeted it just so I would remember to talk about it. The whole thing with Matthew Stafford being um just cursed yeah 
to be with Detroit, and I think we briefly talked about it on the show last week. I would, if Ben should happen to call it a career, I would love for Pittsburgh to to bring Stafford in. He's no. thirty. He'll be thirty three next year. He's kind of showing a little more wear on him as far as being banged up, and you know. But prior to this year, Stafford. I think had the longest stretch of not missing a game mm. since Eli, yeah, you know, had history. Um, but he's he's tough and he's a good quarterback. I'd take him in a heartbeat, and I think any team out there that needs a quarterback, if the Lions let him go, should jump all over him, right? Because if you've got talent around him, Stafford's fucking solid. Yeah. Niners, I think, would be a very good fit for him as well. Cause, yeah, you know, yeah, oh, I could definitely see cause that. Because they always sure. have a run game, so that'd be dangerous. Yep, and, and as long as they don't blow it up, they have a pretty solid team around them, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, like I said, we won't get into the whole what-ifs and everything, but as far as the playoff standings are right now, <coughs> we got the Chiefs. The Steelers are currently slotted at the two spot, but if Buffalo wins tonight, you're going to flip-flop those. So right. let's just pretend. It's the Chiefs, the Bills, the Steelers, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Browns. So you got the three top teams aren't going to change. The only thing that's going to change there is Buffalo and Pittsburgh might flip-flop. Um, so you got the Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, and Browns all sitting at 10-5, and five, and the Colts at 10-5. and five. Mm-hmm. five teams at 10-5, and five, only four of those teams can make it in. Right. Just uh, who do you think's the odd man out? Um, I mean, I kind not of knowing, just... like I said, without not knowing who plays who, you know who Cleveland plays, but right. Um, well, I mean, that's a pretty big factor. <laughs> True, but I mean, uh, I like our earlier discussion. I think Cleveland gets in because I gotta imagine we're gonna rest some people. I mean, we have to, at least in my opinion. So. So I think that solidifies their spots. Um, I'd have to like I'd, I'd really have to see who Miami's playing. So I think the Colts probably will be the team that's. Hmm. Without looking at it, I'd say that's probably the way it's going to end. The, the odd man out. Yeah, that Indianapolis just won't be in it, but. Uh, Trying to kill time while he yeah, pulls it Yeah, I don't it get up. why it's sometimes this fucking thing just does what it wants to and yeah. works. Other times it just says, eh, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> you want to see something? You're going to have to wait. Okay, week 17. Uh, still fucking around. But you just had it. I know, but I have my switching tabs. Okay. So, I think so. The Dolphins, their last game is against the Bills. Ooh, and that's... Again, that kind of depends. Right. Like if Pittsburgh, although they're not really going to be able to see, they're not going to know what they have to do. They're playing at the same time. They're playing at the same time. So that tells me that they're going to play to win. Yeah. Dolphins are going to have to play to win. Yeah. Which case, I got to give it to Buffalo because it's in Buffalo as well. Yeah. We won't get into the, the whole prediction thing just yet, but. Uh, the Ravens play the Bengals, so they're probably going to win that. Right. We obviously play the Browns. Uh, playoff. Implic- 
Colts play the Jags, so they will win. Yeah. Chiefs, Rams, Saints, Rams. Titans play the Texans. That Titans should win that, but the Texans is one of those teams that they they're gonna keep it close, right? You know. So yeah, we'll uh, like I said, we'll dive into that on Wednesday, real quick. Um, uh, anything else? Like as said, far as finished, NFL related, now I finished uh, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there are five possible endings with even a slight variation on each one. Mm-hmm. And yes, I, I, after I, after the fact, I went ahead and, and looked at the other endings just because. And the reason I did it is because I don't feel like I'll play through it again. I usually don't play through games like that. Yeah, uh. and, and I picked the best ending. The, the way I did it I, the, is the best possible outcome, I think. You know, depending on your play style, you might want to choose, have chosen something else. But um, all of that being said, it's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah. And not all that challenging. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I've read, there's one ending they're calling the secret ending that's supposed to be much more challenging, and if you die, the game is over. Like, there's... Oh, wow. Yeah. I I think you can go back to a save point. Sure. But, yeah, there's no, like, load last checkpoint deal. You're dead. I'd like to see more games do that. Like, the game is over. There is... um, Is it Dark Souls? I think it's I think it's the Dark Souls series, which if you go on it's literally been rated the the hardest video game yeah. ever and it's that way. You die, it's over. Mm. You start from fucking scratch. You, there are no game saves. You die, you die. Mm. It's just you're done. Yeah, there's a lot of games like permadeath is what it's called, yeah. but I I'd be too yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, can you imagine putting let's just 20 hours into a game and you get towards the end and you know it's towards the end and you die and it's just over. Yeah. I'll never pick that fucking game up. Right. I just, I wouldn't. Right. I just couldn't do it. Um, But yeah, overall, like I said, <sighs> disappointing mm-hmm. considering the hype. Bugs aside, like I had a few bugs and crashes and audio drops and everything. Uh, but overall, I mean, it was playable, but it just was not the live, did not live up to the hype that I thought. Um, now, if they do, in fact, release the next gen version, I'll probably give it a run just mm. just to see if they've changed much, because there is there's room for improvement and there's, you know. Given enough time, I, you know, I could probably do some things a little differently to trigger one of the other endings or whatever. But yeah, overall, if I was going to rate it out of 10, I would say it's a six and a half or seven. Mm. You know, not, it's, it's didn't live up to the hype. No, not at all. No. Like this was literally supposed to be one of the greatest video games ever made. Yeah. Considering all the hype and everything and it, it fell very, very short of that mark. Um it's a poor man's GTA plus Fallout set in the future that 
you know, wasn't struck by a nuclear bomb. Right. Basically, it's a it's an RPG, but it's got that uh, GTA feel. The driving in it is really bad. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just super. There's no physics to it whatsoever. Super corny. Um, that's why I I hold out just a little bit of hope for uh, the next gen version and and hope that they can somehow pull you know right the ship because right now they're fucking sinking. So all right, we are gonna try and watch Wonder Woman. I I saw it. I just didn't watch it. Yeah. I was playing video games while uh, my girl was watching it, and I seen bits and pieces. I did catch the very end scene uh, without audio, Mm -hmm. but it was like, whoa, Mm kind of thing. Like, you know, nothing like plot-oriented or anything like that. Just kind of a a wink and a nod towards us old fucks out here. Mm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I I was planning on watching it. I just you know didn't get I, around to it. I'm sorry. You know what I didn't notice? What? Until after the fact. In fact, I think I realized it this morning. What? The main bad guy uh-huh. is fucking Mando. Huh? The Mandalorian. Oh. Pedro Pascal. Oh. He's the bad guy in Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. At least it looked like he was bad from what I saw, but he's in it a lot. Oh. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I'm like, wow. I guess because I've been watching The Mandalorian, he's wearing a fucking helmet, so I couldn't really put a face yeah. to it. But yeah, that makes I mean, sense. I knew what he looked like from Game of Thrones. Right. But you don't see him as much, so it's not no, like... No, you've yeah. literally seen in uh, 16 episodes of The Mandalorian, you see his face three times mm. so far. And all of them have been for a very short period of time. So yep. yeah, the dude could probably like drop off my... FedEx package and I wouldn't know it was him because I just not used to yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like it, I think I said when they did the tomato meter reveal that it had good reviews and there's other reviewers I watch on YouTube that's like Angry Joe. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He does mainly video game reviews. I've heard of him. Okay. Well, he does some movie reviews too and it, I didn't watch the spoiler review so I watched the non-spoiler review and he hated it so... Yeah, well, like I was telling you earlier, it, it yeah, they released it as fresh and was hyping it up, but it has since fallen off of that whole fresh thing. In fact, I can look it up right now and see where it's at. Yeah. But I think for Rotten Tomatoes, it has to be a 70. Yeah. Is that? 70 is fresh. Okay. And as of today, Monday, December 28th, Wonder Woman sits at? 65%. Wow. It was like 84, I think, when it yeah, debuted. Yeah, when they so. did the big thing, yes, I, it was it was over 80, and it is, uh, yeah. So. Dropping off. At, the Mandalorian is 94%. Um, I, I will watch it get at on, some point. Get on yeah. the train, I, I'm paying for a lot of streaming services, man. <laughs> oh, did, how many fucking times do I have to tell you what you got to do? And what are you pointing at? Right, right, right. Top. There you go. That you want to talk yes. about? Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Merry Christmas, everybody, even though it's no longer Christmas. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Dylan and I were having a little discussion, and he, then he subsequently asked me a question, so we're going to take care of that right now. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. 
I say yes too. Okay. To which I replied, <clears throat> "Is Lethal Weapon a Christmas movie?" Why? Before I answer that question, mm-hmm. you do you think it's a Christmas movie? I think you can make the arguments. I have not seen it in a while, but I think you can make the argument that it is and one. That's what I wanted you to say. Okay. Because Lethal Weapon is not a Christmas movie. Okay. And I can I can break it down for you. Okay. Die Hard mm-hmm. takes place Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And only mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Sure. Takes place one day. One yeah. Night, one evening. Yeah. A at an office. Christmas party. Christmas okay. party. I was trying yes. to think. I, I didn't know we were. I'm like, yeah. um, takes place in this <laughs> office Christmas party. Lethal Weapon takes place when? Around Christmas time, but it's not one day. Right. Now, is Christmas mm-hmm. important to the story? Of Lethal Weapon? No, it is not. No, it is right. not. Okay. Has nothing to do with the story other than the cool scene at the beginning when Mel Gibson beats those guys up at the Christmas tree place. Right. Die Hard does not happen mm-hmm. if it's not Christmas. Yeah. It just doesn't. Sure. The whole plot of the movie is these guys decide that they're going to rob Nakatomi Plaza on Christmas Eve or whatever during the holiday, the Christmas party, because they know that the building is pretty much shut down. Everybody's going to be on one floor at the Christmas party. Right. So that's must number one. Mm-hmm. Must number two, John McClane is flying across the country to be with his wife, who they're in a struggling relationship, for the Christmas party to try and make nice. Mm-hmm. If it's not Christmas time, he's not on that plane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So basically, yes, Die Hard is 100% a Christmas movie because without Christmas element in the movie, there is no plot. The story has nothing. Yeah. It's because of what was going on at that uh, building, mm-hmm. which was a Christmas party, that they did what they did and that John McClane was where he was at. So, yes, Answered once and for all, Die Hard is a Christmas movie because Christmas is central to the plot. And we'll never hear this debate again. No. <laughs> you shouldn't. Um, it's over. You know what's I mentioned Lethal Weapon. The reason why that jumped out in my mind is it was written by Shane Black. I don't know if you know who Shane Black is. He's he's he actually wrote Predator. He's in it. He's the white dude with the glasses. Okay. So he acts a little bit, but he's mostly a screenwriter and he became a director and he's really fucking good. He did uh Predator reboot, which I heard that's not great. He did the Nice Guys. Have you ever seen that movie? With um, Kurt, uh, not Kurt Russell. I'm um, Russell Crowe and um, oh my fucking god, Russell Crowe and uh, the dude from Drive. Uh, fuck, he was liability at corner and remember the Titans, son of a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. He was also in the notebook, wasn't he? Yes. Ryan Gosling, thank yeah. you. Okay, first off, highly recommend that fucking movie. Did I really just use the notebook as my reference point? Well, it's... I swear to Christ, I've never seen that movie. I, I have. I'm sure it's, you have. 
it's it's not bad. Um, it's not great either. It's the answer somewhere in the middle. Um, but uh, the ending's good. Looks like a seventies. It's a yeah. They're it's a seventies buddy, buddy cop thing. Yeah, gotcha. they're private detectives. Yeah, it takes place in nineteen seventy seven. I, but no, I have not seen it. That movie is fucking hilarious. Is I recommend it to everybody. Speaking, you know, on the same wavelength, anyway. Fat Man. Have you seen that yet? Fat Man. You haven't seen. You didn't see the trailer for Fat Man. No. Oh. Okay. I'm gonna pause the show right now. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I full on plan on watching it. But I'm gonna pause the show right now. It'll literally take a second, and then I'm gonna let him watch the trailer to Fat Man, and then we'll talk about it. And we're back, and I just showed Dylan the trailer to Fat Man, which is out now. <clears throat> and if you haven't heard about this, I haven't seen it yet. I plan on watching it here very soon, probably within the next couple of days. We'll have to do that and do a review on it. Yeah. What's your initial thoughts? Describe what you just saw. What I just saw. Um, Mel Gibson. Apparently, this is a universe where Santa Claus is real. Well, not apparently. That's very clear. Yeah. And it's Mel Gibson. Yep. And, um, yeah, he gives a rich kid some coal because he was naughty. It's it. From the synopsis, it's a basically like a mobster's kid. I kind of yeah. assume that, yeah, because the kid hires someone to kill Santa H- Claus. Hires a hitman to kill Santa Claus, who is Mel Gibson, and it's basically like lethal weapon Mel Gibson. Like, he's a badass. And the mili- I don't know what the military is involved in there, I'm not, but th- they want him to do a job for something. But, yeah, I think it, it looks... Like it could potentially be fucking awesome. It also looks like it could be potentially really bad, but applaud them for the creativity. Yeah, because that that's yeah that is a very interesting premise. And say look, say what I'm you intrigued. want about Mel Gibson being batshit crazy. South Park has made light of it numerous times, and maybe he is. He doesn't do too many bad projects. There's been a few. Don't get me wrong, but. By and large, if he puts, you know, if he's in something or even a part of it as a director or whatever, it's usually something that's well done. May not necessarily be your cup of tea, mm. but, you know, I mean, the, how many Mel Gibson movies can you think of that you were just like, oh, that was fucking horrible? That I've seen? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, that's different. I mean, I, he was in that in. Into Darkness movie, I don't think was very good. Um, but w- whatever, he's the point being, he's a really, really good actor. Yes, yeah, who's, great who's over his sure. career for the most part been in very good projects. Yeah, whether he was a star, director, whatever. Yeah, I mean, everyone has lulls. Everyone takes yeah, shitty projects. You know, or whatever, I mean, but... when your career is as long as his, you're going to have some stinkers out there. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Fucking... Joe Pesci's, you know, well, he Robert was De Niro has put out shit, you know. De Niro, unfortunately, has put out a lot of shit recently. Yeah. Um, Point being, Mel Gibson usually, you know, he's had a very, very strong career. Yeah. And in my opinion, this looks like it could be really good. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I'm definitely intrigued because that is a very creative idea. Walter Goggins. Is yeah, the- plays the hitman, and, and he's one of those guys that if you say the name to just most 
people, they're going, who the fuck is that? And then you show him his picture. Yeah. He was the guy in Justified. He he's been, in, yeah, he's been hate, in a lot of stuff. And hateful he always hate. plays an asshole. Like, he's he's just a perfect typecast bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And he's great. Like, everything I've seen him in. Hateful Eight, which I, you've seen Hateful Eight, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, fucking great in that as well. Um, I actually forgot he was in that, but yeah. Yeah, he's one of the last survivors. Um, now that you showed me a trailer, I'm going to show you a trailer. So... Go ahead and pause it. Oh, Jesus. And then look away. It's a Netflix show. Um, I don't... hasn't started yet. Um, but yeah, go ahead and pause it, and I'll show you this. And then when we get back, I'll tell the audience what what it was. And I don't even want to tell you the title, because that'll... Okay. All right, All right be right back. And we're back. I'm in. Yeah, I am. Too. I'm 100% in. Uh, what he just showed me is a Netflix... I guess comedy docu series. Yeah, called the history of swear words. Nick Cage is the host. Yeah, Nicholas fucking Cage. I don't know where they scraped him up. He looked actually pretty good. Um, and they have a bunch of celebrities and comedians, uh, basically talking about why swear words became swear words and this, that, and the other. And yeah, I'm I'm 100% in. Yeah, yeah. Nikki um, Glazer yeah, is Nikki, in it. And it. Jim Jeffries. Or I'd Sullivan. love to be yeah. in Nikki. I mean, I love anything <laughs> Nikki Glazer is in. Um, yeah. Yeah. She is a funnier, better, hotter version of uh, Amy, Schumer. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Which is funny because Amy Schumer kind of took her under her wing and Nikki Glazer just stepped on her face on the yeah. way to the top. I, for my money, I think Nikki Glazer is the best female comic in the world right now. I would agree. I would agree. You know, she's yeah. Liza Schlesinger's really good too. Yeah. And part of it's because I'm a pervert and they're like slutty funny, you know? Yeah. Although Nikki Glazer acts slutty, but like she's not Nikki Glazer. Yeah. Yeah. I think she used to be, but now she's she quit drinking and everything. So she even had a thing in her special about how she can't just get casual dick because you need to be like near blackout to really let go. And anyway, yeah, very funny. But yeah, I'm definitely in. So yeah, hopefully very soon we will both have watched Fat Man with Mel Gibson as a badass Santa Claus. And the history of swear words, which can be found on Netflix, is that out now or uh, oh, January fifth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Netflix and um, things that are coming out, actually this week it was moved up, which is Cobra Kai. Mm. Have you seen that? I have not seen any of that. I've heard it's fucking great. It is really good. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm old, so I literally grew up during the Karate Kid days. And yeah, I, it was one of those things it, it's been out. This is season three coming out. Mm -hmm. So it's been going for two years. Started out as a YouTube show. Yeah. Started out on YouTube. Then it went to YouTube red, which was their premium and, and excuse me. Now Netflix has bought them and the production value has, has gone up, but yeah, it's really good. That's what I've heard. It, it It's yeah. It's the, the first season they were only like 25 minute episodes so you can blow through it quickly. Mm -hmm. Second season I think most of the episodes are between 30 and 40 minutes so I'm very interested to see where the third season's going to go but yeah if if you got time check that out too yeah. cuz it's it's, on my it's list. really good. Um I felt like there was something else I wanted to recommend to you. Oh, um do you know who Andrew Schultz is the comedian? Heard the name. Okay. He was a guy, he got really big during 
he's the one comedian who like his career didn't take a hit. Well, I'm sure it took a financial hit to a degree, but his career really took off during quarantine because what he decided to do is, and he kind of did this before is where instead of releasing specials, he releases just, here's a 10 minute chunk from a set I did like last month. Here you go. So people can kind of take his comedy that way. He said he started doing that because he talked to someone, I think at Netflix and you know, cause Netflix keeps buying up comedy specials and they said, Oh, you know, you guys must really like it. They're really popular and whatnot. And the guy at Netflix said, yeah, the only problem is people don't watch them all. What do you mean? Like, well, people watch like 20 minutes, half hour, and then they'll just stop and like never pick it up again. They'll even rate it positively, but they just won't. I, I'm guilty of that. I've I do that every once in a while, yeah. So that's why he started doing like bite sized chunks. Well, last week I believe it was, he released a special on Netflix, and it's very similar to the YouTube clips he was doing during quarantine, where it's just him sitting in a chair, cameras on him, and over his right side there's usually kind of like the Daily Show or any newsroom, <laughs> like they'll show like something above it, like his topic or whatever, and it'll change and he'll kind of react to it. Or whatever, very similar to the Daily Show, or yeah. like John Oliver shit, like that. David Spade, yeah, you get my yeah, yeah. yeah. You, Hollywood see, Minute or whatever. You've seen the format, anyway. Yeah. So his special. Wait, do you mean it's like? No, just... <laughs> anyway, his special is segmented, so total it's an hour, but it's like four fifteen-minute chunks about the topic of the year was basically, or the topic of the special was basically the year. So I think like the first chunk is COVID. The second chunk is, uh, I believe, the election. The third chunk is uh, Black Lives Matter. The fourth chunk is the division between the two parties and everything. It's fucking great, and it's not... I know when I'm, I'm talking politics, you're thinking, oh, my God, is it a liberal comedian? Not really. He takes shots at both sides, yeah. and I thought it was fucking great. It's really funny, and... He's very poignant and smart, and I highly recommend it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. Uh, most comedians are liberal, mm-hmm. you know. There are a few out there, but it's what got me was just the like literally they all they did was bash Trump. Sure, it and not in a funny way. Yeah. Like you're not on Twitter. Yeah, okay, I am, and that is all you see are these fucking not just comedians, just actors and everything. And all they do is just bash Trump, bash Trump, bash Trump. Comedy Central took one of the best shows on television, that being The Daily Show and Trevor Noah. First off, when John, I think John Stewart left because he knew what was about to happen. Mm. And, and Stewart's a liberal, that's fine, but he still towed the line. Mm hmm. You know, he called out both sides. He leaned, away, you know, obviously more left than right, but he sure. towed the line. But when Stewart left, if you remember, mm-hmm. was right into the election between Trump and Hillary. Yeah. And from the moment Trevor Noah took over, The Daily Show has become the Daily Bash Trump Show. Mm-hmm. That's all they do, even to this day. Yeah. That is all they do, and it's fucking unwatchable. Right. I'd watch it if it was funny. Yeah. You know, because, uh, look, I, I, I support Trump over Biden and Harris, without a doubt, because reasons. But 
I don't mind Trump being made fun of because let's face it, he's an egotistical asshole that deserves to be made fun of. But the way that like Trevor Noah does it and some of these other people do it, literally nitpick and just make bad jokes over the same shit that the same politicians have been doing for fucking 50 years. Mm. And it just gets old to the point where I won't, you know, I, I quit watching the daily show cause it's not entertaining. Yeah, I've not watched it in years. It is. It's horrible. It really is. It is nothing but a, a liberal suck off to basically all they do is just trash Trump and it just, it's bad. But this special though, like he, like I said, black lives matter. Like he does a pretty good job of explaining like, this is why you might see online people have like an angry reaction to Black Lives Matter because there's a difference between the movement and the group and everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's it's fucking great. Yeah, I, I love the the fact that he ended it with the uniting of the country and everything. It was it, it's very funny. It's very smart and oh, check it out. Yeah, definitely recommend it. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap it up for this this show, right? We've talked for a while. Yeah, <laughs> pushing ninety. Yeah. So. All right, well, um, we are, like I said, going to try and get back here Wednesday. I don't see any reason why we wouldn't. No. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna really try to watch Wonder Woman. I might do that tonight, actually. We'll see. Yeah. And I'm going to try and watch Fat Man and Wonder, Wonder Woman before then. Okay. Um, but, yeah, Wednesday we'll be back, and we're going to – we'll talk a little more in-depth about playoff scenarios and, and our thoughts and predictions on – Week 17, which there's uh, quite a bit on the line, both in the AFC and the NFC, so that should be interesting. Um, NBA is underway. but Clippers got killed. We didn't talk yeah, about that. Yeah, they got beat by they were down 51. or They were down 50 at half, Yeah, but Kawhi got his face busted. Um, Took an elbow, right? Yeah, and he was out, and yeah, the Clippers just got stomped by yeah. Dallas. Dallas looked like they were playing at the fucking rec center. Against just, you know, a bunch of people like me. Right. And just ran them out of the fucking gym. But um, I follow the NBA. And, of course, if you listen to this show at all, you know that I'm a huge NBA 2K video gamer. But I don't really get into the NBA until like, time. the second half of the season. I'll, sure. I'll start to pay attention to see what's going on. But right now, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Um, it's football time, and it's almost playoff time. And we'll also probably talk a little bit about the college playoffs coming up. I believe on New Year's Day. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that will, in fact, wrap up this episode. We will catch you next time. Dylan, bye bye. See ya.